0: listening to the Fighting Irish Faithful Show, where Notre Dame football is always talked about. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for episode 10, Notre Dame versus Florida State Seminoles. Tonight, we're going to talk about how Notre Dame is emerging from their COVID hibernation, gets back into playing football as they enter a six-game spread. We're going to honor a legend member of the Notre Dame family, so stay with us, pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and let's go, Irish. Three wide receivers right, they're going to go for two, back to throw, Walsh, looks, 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 has the time, lost the ball, the pass is, made it down, gets it on by Claro! Dawson close, open receiver in the end zone, touchdown, Notre Dame, somehow, the Irish did it. Out of the pack, 30, 35, goodbye baby! At the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, rocket, touchdown, Irish! Zimikowski looking for a block, touch to the right, to the 40, gets a block, gets to the 45, 50, up to the 45, 40, 30, one man to beat, 20, 15, 10, he's down to the 5, touchdown Irish! What is going on, Fighting Irish Faithful? Welcome back, and it's so good to be talking to you again. I am Joe, I am your host, and if you're new to the show, welcome! Uh, This is the Fighting Irish Faithful show. You can find us on YouTube at Fighting Irish Faithful or on Spotify. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Faithful underscore Irish, and let's get after it. Tonight we're going to go back to the Royal Brockla, which uh, Doc got for the beginning of the season versus Duke. Um, now, we won that game. It wasn't a pretty game, but it's almost like Notre Dame is starting the year, starting the season again from scratch. We've been off for two weeks in a row, and uh, it's, it's just, it feels like the South Florida game was so long ago. I just hate bye weeks, and here with COVID canceling the Wake Forest game and pushing that out into December, it really feels like Our last game was so long ago so anyway getting into it right here one thing that is really interesting to see is that notre dame is sitting pretty at 2-0 right now and other high profile teams are just falling around them oklahoma falling off the mountain lsu texas You know, you just go down this list, and of course, with the Big Ten and the Pac 12 not playing right now, uh, Notre Dame just has to sit there and just cruise, and uh, they're going to move up in the rankings. So, anyway, uh, this week's intro, of course, was You Really Got Me Now by Van Halen in honor of my favorite guitarist, Mr. Eddie Van Halen, who died this week uh october 6th what would 2020 be without uh another beloved person in our lives that has passed so um eddie van halen thank you for delighting me and the world with your musical talent your different approach to music in general and just rock and really just a rock and roll legend so um, my favorite guitarist, one of my favorite rock bands of all time. I got a cousin who's a huge Van Halen fan. Um, I know he's, he's really upset about all this, but, um, to Eddie Van Halen, uh, it seemed very appropriate to have you introduce the show this week. So thank you, sir. So Notre Dame is entering a six game marathon it seems after the two weeks off. And the good news is that we're going to get a lot of players back. Um, You know, everyone surviving COVID and and recovering from that. So that is good. And then uh, we had some people with injuries, uh, people like Kyle Hamilton, many of our receivers. So that is going to be really nice. And hopefully through this next stretch of games, the real, you know, meat and potatoes of the schedule now we're going to see Ian Book emerge more as a pocket passer and have him really step up to the plate in his third season. So the next six games are as follows. We, of course, have Florida State this Saturday, then Louisville, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, Clemson at home, and then finish it off at Boston College. Um, one thing that is really I uh, went through and looked at these teams and their combined record for all six of them is nine and three. The two best teams on this stretch of schedule are Pittsburgh currently sitting at three and one and Clemson at three and O. Oh. Now it's also interesting about the night that Notre Dame will play both of those teams. Two other events are happening in college football when Notre Dame and Pitt face, that is going to be the first weekend that the Big Ten will begin their season. And the night that Notre Dame is playing Clemson, that is the day that the Pac-12 is beginning. So Notre Dame's two biggest games coming up are also coinciding with those events. I found that very interesting. However, this stretch of schedule, other than Clemson, Clemson is the only good team. None of these other five teams in the ACC are ranked right now, and uh, that is dragging our strength schedule down, unfortunately. Of course, if you're a Notre Dame fan, you see Notre Dame versus Florida State, you're like, wow, look at that, Florida State. This is not Florida State of Bobby Bowden. This is not even Florida State of Jimbo Fisher. Florida State was coached last year by Willie Taggart, and... Uh, he was fired after the ninth game where they lost to Miami last year. So Notre Dame has scheduled this as a night game. But by looking at the numbers, looking at everything that's going on with Florida State, it's honestly making me scratch my head and say, Notre Dame, why are you having this game so late at night against a team that's 1-2 right now? Florida State is coached by first-year head coach Mike Norvell. Mike Norvell was at Memphis his previous uh, three seasons, where he has a career win percentage of 69%. Brian Kelly has a career winning percentage of 71% for his career. And that is also his percentage at Notre Dame. However, Mike Norvell, you know, he got covid there was a bunch of turmoil with him and the players, and there was a petition by his players to get him fired before the season even started. You know, there's a lot of a lot of turmoil going on, and they are they are just disorderly chaos right now. Something else that's interesting, Notre Dame has a better four-year recruiting average. They're sitting at 13.25 over the last four years. Florida State is at 14.3. And what's interesting is as the years have gone on from 2017 through 2020, Florida State's recruiting average has gone down. In 2017, they were the sixth best from 24-7 composite, then 11th in 2018, 18th in 2019, and 22nd in 2020. So they're falling off the mountain. The bloom is certainly off the rose ever since Jimbo Fisher left. And um, though Mike Norvell had a successful career at Memphis, he never won any bowl games there, and his uh, strength of schedule was not good at all. Though he's a winning coach, and I think that is probably one of the best choices for Florida State last year, time will tell if Mike Norvell experiment at Florida State will be a good one or not. But right now, Florida State sitting at 1-2. They are ranked 95th in Sagarin, while Notre Dame is sitting at 7th. Something else that's interesting is Sagarin still has Ohio State as number one, a team with no games, no wins, no nothing. So I'm not understanding what the hell Sagarin is doing there. It's, it's losing some credibility with me right now. But Notre Dame is sitting 5th in the AP poll and the coaches poll. And then as I go through the typical stats that y'all enjoy hearing me give you about how does Notre Dame compare to national champion averages, and I just go through the sequence of those stats, Notre Dame is ahead of Florida State in every single one of these, and in many of them, they're doing better currently than national champion average. Granted, Notre Dame has played very weak talent. They're sitting at the 60th strength of schedule. playing Duke and South Florida. Notre Dame has the 15th rank scoring offense at 39.5 points per game. Florida State is 57th in the country with 21.3 points. Rush defense, Notre Dame ranked 12th in the country, Florida State 36. Third down defense, Notre Dame is second in the country at 20% for their opponent. Florida State 57th at 48% so Notre Dame is has a huge huge advantage there one in five for their current opponents scoring defense Notre Dame is second at six and a half that shutout versus Florida State is really skewing the average here Florida State averages scoring defense of 30.7 points per game so Notre Dame should definitely run the ball all over them total defense Notre Dame is 11th in the country, Florida State 48 total offense. Notre Dame 27th, Florida State 50th sacks per game. Notre Dame 28th at two and a half sacks a game. Florida State only has one sack per game, which so that should be really good for Ian book Ian book. You're playing a team that doesn't that has a weaker defense as far as sacks per game than South Florida. So you should have plenty of time to sit in the pocket and to find your receivers that are healthy and that will get open, especially since the passing defense for Florida State is 53rd in the country. They're allowing their opponents 279 yards per game. Notre Dame's passing defense is 17th in the country, allowing only 192 yards per game. Third down percentage, Notre Dame's right at 50%, 18th in the country. Florida State's just shy of that, 46%. Rushing yards, Notre Dame is looking very pretty, better than the national champion average. They're 13th in the country and averaging 229.5 rushing yards per game. Florida State is 28th in the country now at 174 yards per game. There is only one category that I saw where Florida State is doing slightly better than Notre Dame, and that is passing yards. Florida State is averaging 215 yards a game, Notre Dame 206th, and the ranking is 49 and 55 respectively. So one advantage to Florida State. However, there are two categories that are red zone touchdown percentage and red zone scoring percentage. Both Florida State and Notre Dame are tied both at 63% scoring a touchdown in the red zone and 81% scoring at all. That includes field goals for both teams. Another stat that I'm very happy to see is that Notre Dame is running the ball 62.6% of the time on their play calls. Uh, I don't know if that's where it's trying to establish the run. Ian Book's not in the groove. We don't have all our receivers healthy. There, there are many factors that go against this. You know, Why would you need to pass if the run is wide open? Um, there are many factors, and only time will tell when we play a team definitely with the best talent we're going to have so far. Florida State is only running the ball 52% of the time. And then one last point is yards per point. If I divide the average yards per game by Notre Dame scoring offense, they average 11 yards per point. Florida State is at 18.2, so significant advantage to Notre Dame there as far as efficiency of their offense. Per TeamRankings.com, this is Notre Dame's easiest game remaining on the schedule. They have a 97.3% probability, and the spread is 20 and a half points. So it should be no surprise that Notre Dame is going to dominate over the Seminoles, which. Makes many Notre Dame fans very happy. A lot of people do not like Florida State. I know I personally don't. There's a lot of hatred out there. And for probably good reason. Because historically, Notre Dame has a losing record versus Florida State. One of my favorite websites I have found recently is called Winzipedia.com. What you can do is put in any college football team. So, of course, we're going to put in Notre Dame and then any of their opponents they've ever played. It'll tell you how many times they played, who their coach was, what year it was, and the history and kind of trend of the team over the years. Go ahead and check it out. Play with it. Put Notre Dame in there versus USC. Put them against Navy. Put them against Alabama. Put them against Miami. Put Notre Dame against any team you want, and you're going to get all sorts of great information. I think since Notre Dame has a losing record... With Florida State, six losses to only three wins. Those wins are one by Lou Holtz, one by Tyrone Willingham, and one by Brian Kellyan. And that probably explains why there's a lot of animosity towards the Seminoles. Notre Dame first played them in 1981 when Gary Faust was the coach, and we lost 13 to 19. We then, the next time we played was the famous 1993 game where we won 31-24. The next 2 years we lost in 94 and 95. We won again in 2002 in Tyrone Willingham's first season. But then we got creamed 37 to nothing in 2003. The first two times Brian Kelly played Florida State were both losses. One was the Champ Sports Bowl. And then, of course, the heartbreaking 2014 loss with a controversial offensive pass interference play. Both of those times, he was coaching against Jimbo Fisher. But the last time we played them, it was a solid ass-kicking. We beat Florida State 42-13. to It is my hope that Notre Dame will have a similar dominance of play against Florida State. I want to limit Florida State to under 14 points the national champion averages a scoring defense of 15.7 points. So if we're at 14 or less, I'm going to consider that a solid victory over a team with decent talent. May I have your attention, please? Oh, oh, what's that? This is Tim McCarthy for the Indiana State Police. Oh, we, we, we better listen to this. Hold on. Football fans, after the game, your number one priority is getting home safe and sound. Please drive carefully, stay alert, and keep in mind the bad consequences caused by drinking, then driving. Remember, you'll never find that bluebird of happiness with too many swallows. (laughs) Oh, man. So that was Tim McCarthy. Um, Unfortunately, Tim McCarthy, a beloved member of the Notre Dame family, a member of the Indiana State Police, He passed away this past week at the age of 89 years old. He was, Tim McCarthy loved giving his, I guess, little public service announcement right after the 1812 overture and right, uh, to remind fans to not drink and drive, to be alert, to be responsible as they drive home. Um, I remember the first time I heard it as a student, I had no idea what was happening and I thought it was actually a very serious thing. And then as you heard there earlier, there was a funny pun at the end and uh, it just cracked me up and everyone around me, all the students in my first game, uh, they were just having a riot and just loving it. So um, it became a fun tradition, something to look forward to at the end of the third quarter um, and you know, talk about the king of dad jokes right there, right? But, uh, yeah, to Tim McCarthy, tonight's toast is definitely going out to you, sir. Uh, may you rest in peace, and the Notre Dame family will miss you. One of my favorite jokes or puns he gave was something to the effect of if you drive hammered, you will get nailed. So uh, that was that was one of the fun uh memories i have of notre dame stadium and uh, tim mccarthy will certainly be missed so um that's basically it for this week i know really short episode but we haven't played florida state kind of sucks and there's not a whole lot to dissect from them they're not a good team um if notre dame does not win by and cover the spread of 20 you know three touchdowns um it's it's We've got to take a hard look at the mirror you know there's there's no reason why we shouldn't score and win by three touchdowns um it is the doc's birthday next week too so i gotta do a little online shopping here um i've got a couple ideas but if anyone has any ideas of what i can get the doc for her birthday that's next week uh by all means comment uh in uh on the youtube channel or send me a twitter uh recommendation um I've got a few ideas, so we're not going to leave it to the last minute here and I'll be you know running around the mall or something. But uh, if you got any ideas, love to hear about it. So uh, I can't afford her a new car or something like that, but you know something reasonable. So take care everyone. Uh, enjoy the game, the beginning of the season again, it feels like, and uh, go Irish.